Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Coral Nast. We recorded this at the Centralia Campout in Centralia, Washington. This episode is brought to you in part by the Midwest Sing and Stomp, an all-day festival of folk music and dance. It's a non-stop party celebrating the many traditions that have taken root in Chicago and throughout the region, from Cajun to mariachi and blues to bamba. It's a festival run by local artists for local artists and the communities they represent. The 2019 festival offers a full day of music, dance, and workshops on two stages. Festival goers can join in a barn dance, freedom sing, or banjo workshop, and take in traditions from Mexico, Puerto Rico, and across the U.S. The day culminates in a concert by Las Bomplaneras, an all-female bomba y plena band, Mariachi Sirenas, Chicago's only all-female mariachi band, and old-time and country blues master Hubby Jenkins, formerly of Carolina Chocolate Drops. They had me out a few years ago, and I had a great time. It was so eclectic and interesting. Make it happen if you can. It's all day this Saturday, September 14th. Tickets are only $20 at the door or $15 if you buy yours in advance at singandstomp.com, which I have linked in the show notes. All right, let's get started. Here's my interview and jam with Coral Nast. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Coral Nest. Welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, Cameron. What What is that lovely tune that, that we just is played? Mary Wants a Lover by John Ashby. So much yearning <laughs> in the tune. Yeah. Cool. She's feeling it. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, where did... When did you first hear John Ashby? Because this isn't the only John Ashby tune that, that you know. You've like listened to him. I have before. listened to him and quite yeah. a bit. To be honest, I only know a couple of his. Uh, does he do... Uh, no, that's Ernest East. This might be the only one I play. Oh, oh. Sugar in the Gourd. Sugar in the yeah. Gourd, yeah. But I've listened to him a lot. Yeah. He's a squirrely <laughs> fiddler with lots of slides, and he's yeah. hard to emulate, so yeah. they're tricky <laughs> tunes. But I love them. <clears throat> Uh, we're at the Centralia Campout. Is that the official title? I think so. Yeah, the Centralia Campout. Um, this is my first time here. Have you come here before? Yeah, I think this is my third or fourth. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you said you, you're you just recently re-entering the old-time scene. Yeah, that's After, true. like, a hiatus. When did you first start getting... Get Getting into it. Getting into it. Yeah. Um, I think it was like 2006. I was visiting a friend actually in Asheville, and the house I was staying in had three fiddles, and I was traveling with my mini guitar, and I was backing him up on up on uh, on fiddle. And a few times I would pick up the fiddle, like the fiddles that were just hanging around and, and just thinking, hey, maybe I could get into this. So when I came back from my travels, um, I just right away got uh, a fiddle and started taking lessons with Dave Marshall in Vancouver. And yeah, and I had a very good friend, Emily Rose in Vancouver at the time, who'd already been playing for about a year on banjo. Mm. So I was so lucky to have just a regular companion to play tunes with. Yeah. And got into the weekly jams and uh, made good friends with Michael Ismerio and uh, started going to tons of festivals in the summers and just felt really, really welcomed mm. by a lot of people. It was really wonderful, just an instant community and uh, made lasting friendships right off the bat. And I feel lucky for that, that that really helped propel me and others to like to stay in it and stay with it. Yeah. So you were already playing guitar before you got into it. What mm. were you, why were you playing guitar? Because <laughs> uh, I loved old Woody Guthrie stuff, actually. Great. Yeah, so you that's had where it all sort came of from. Uh, <laughs> a peripheral, peripheral connection to this yeah. music, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And Did I love the Doc Watson albums with Clarence Ashley. Mm. And then, yeah. So, exactly. Actually, I haven't thought about that for a while. Started on guitar and was backing up a few fiddlers and then was like, I think I want to actually play fiddle. Did you have any violin experience? Not really. When I was 18, I did noodle a bit. Yeah. With some friends. And actually, I, my friend's boyfriend, who was a professional fiddle player, I remember... So he was teaching us some tunes. And actually, I remember... After that, he sort of pulled me aside. He did pull me aside and he said, hey, I think you should stick with it. Mm. I think you've got a groove there. And and that was the beginning of it. But then it was maybe another seven years. Yeah. Yeah. But those kind of comments go a long ways. You know, when you're... Yes. It's like, hey, that person said that thing. And uh, maybe there's something there. Yeah. When I first picked up banjo, um, one of my like earliest banjo mentors, Bill Jolliffe 
in Newburgh, Oregon. Uh, he he would just be ever so slightly like just like hmm. nudging me towards playing trad music because I was huh. at the time I was only interested in doing songwriting, but he was just like, you know, just little bits of exposure here and there. And it's like now, like ten years later, that's all that I do. Right. You know, but I remember like how he'd be like, oh yeah, think about you know, mm-hmm. listen to this, listen to this. He'd made me a mix CD, ah. you know, and things like that. And uh, yeah. at the time, I was just like, oh, this is interesting, right. you know. But he was planting seeds, yeah. And then a time comes when it's, you're ready for it. Yeah. Yeah, where you're feeling it. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else are we, are we going to play? Fly, flying Indian? Yeah. Um, where is this, where did you get this tune? So, I've only ever heard it from Nick Stillman on his album with the Flatiron String Band. And I love his fiddling. Shout out to Nick. Shout out to Nick, wherever you are. I don't even know where you live anymore, but hi. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I just see him around. I was like, oh, Nick Stillman's here. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. But yeah, he's got beautiful fiddling. Yeah. Yeah. Flying Indian. Let's see if I remember this.
Yes. <laughs> that one has a way yeah. to just like take you a little faster. <laughs> nice, thanks. Hmm. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, you mentioned to me that you took like a long break from playing old time music. Uh, yeah, why, why did you need to do that? Um, yeah, I think uh, I just, it was really, when I started playing, it, it really took over, like it became my life and it yeah. was lovely, it was great. And I was playing like eight, 10 hours a day and going to tons of festivals and, and it was wonderful. Um, but I, you know, it's partly personal and it's partly um, just straight up like a saturation where I kind of got bored. Mm. And by no means was I really good and like, oh, I'm, I mean, I still have so much still to learn. I think I just, yeah, like it was just a lot of tunes in my head for years and years and years. So I got a little bored and wanted to hear other sounds. But then also on a personal level, I think I was realizing, you know, I'm an introvert, for example. Yeah. And at least the way I was doing festivals wasn't working for me. Yeah, say more about that. What did that look like? Uh, well, it looked like, you know, raging all night and yeah. always being a part of the jam. Like people would tell me, I heard this so many times, out of everybody playing, I saw you playing the most, you know? Yeah. And and that was great, you know, and I, I think it helped me with my playing, but it was like I was burning both can or burning my candle at both ends. Yeah. And not doing good self care or realizing, hey, I need time alone right now and I'm going to go for a walk or huh. do you know what I mean? So did, did you know that you were an introvert before you started playing old time music? <laughs> Not at all. I wasn't so even aware of it. You discovered through like exposure yeah. that you were like, oh, I, this isn't working. Yeah. yeah. And as we were just talking before we, you turned the mic on, um, I really love the intimate. I love the smaller jams yeah. and getting to know people through it. So, I mean, once in a while, the party aspect of it is great. But actually, I'm, I'm more drawn to the quality of not just the music, but of the relationships with new friends. Yeah. And uh, so I think I just needed to reorient myself yeah. with how I was going to approach it. Yeah. And so those years away, yeah, I was just listening to other music. You know, I'd noodle a few times a year, but um, and perhaps it was it was sinking in on a different level because I'd still think about tunes. Yeah. Um, but I just stepped back from going to festivals and was just doing some personal work. Did, here's a question. <laughs> so I come from a, a religious background. I'm not, yeah, you, me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's and, another topic I'd yeah. love to chat with you about. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I'm no longer affiliated yeah. or at least for the, for the foreseeable future, yeah, we will see. But um, <laughs> one thing about uh, religious communities is there is sort of an inherent, like, kind of implicit competition to mm. see who is the most mm. involved in mm -hmm. the community. Right. Um, and there's there's a, a sort of judgment that's masked as concern. Um, when people seem to be, I think the, the <laughs> phrasing is falling away. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. The concern is really judgment. Right. It can be. And yeah. I was wondering, um, <laughs> did you experience any of those, those feelings or, or any of those judgments as you were like <laughs> taking space from the old time community, which in my experience, the longer I am in it, uh, has some, 
startling uh, re- reflections of, of religious communities have been a part of, and maybe right. is why I've been able to leave one yes. <laughs> community and enter into another because there's some, there's some similarities. Yeah. On another note, like I think, because I used to be religious too, was raised that way, and then got into political activism, and I've made those parallels. Yeah. Actually, that, okay, I think I was acting similarly in that. Yeah. So I had to sort of step away from some of that. But, yeah. um, so no, I didn't get any of that. Great. And I think it was easier because I don't live in a place that has old time musicians. Um, hmm. so I'm up in British Columbia. When I started playing, I was in Victoria and Vancouver, lots of great players there, but this hiatus I'm talking about, that was maybe, I don't know, four or five years. I was living up in Whitehorse and then Kamloops. So Whitehorse, the Yukon and Kamloops, British Columbia. So very few players there's a couple in Whitehorse that I did play with here and there yeah. but so no I, I there was no opportunity for that and I I wonder how that is for people in places like Portland or out east yeah. you know where it's a tight large community and and how is that for people who want to step away I don't know yeah. you know do they get flack I hope not gosh right. but maybe it happens so sometimes I wonder if people who are like more reclusive Often people who are are really good musicians are reclusive, especially if they have mm. some sort of notoriety behind their name. And I think maybe mm. sometimes people read that as being exclusive right. or as being like insular. And it's like, maybe they're just like not as extroverted as, yeah. um, uh, I don't know, uh, Melissa from Eugene, <laughs> you know, right. like not everyone yeah. has that much energy and that much to give, you totally. know? I think unfortunately, um, and I'm um, so grateful for people like that, <laughs> like Melissa. Yeah. yeah that's how Shout things out. like this happen. <laughs> Mud city. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think often that is the case. We can actually think people are snobs, but really they're, they're not at all. They're, they yeah. just can't be around people a lot. Yeah. And so it's important to remember that. Yeah. I like your questions. I like cool, what you're good. thinking I'm about. I'm so glad. It's neat. It's neat yeah. to verbalize this stuff. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Hmm. More, maybe, <laughs> we'll see what else happens on mic, but we'll talk more off mic too about this Definitely. stuff. Yeah. It's a great topic. I have to say, so, you know, a lot of my good friends, we all, you know, bonded doing activism and anarchism type yes. stuff in my young 20s. And it was startling how many of us were from religious backgrounds. In yeah. fact, three of us had pastors as fathers. We're yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. yeah. No, this yeah. is a real thing. It's a real so. thing. I've never thought about it with the old time community too, but yeah. maybe some of the parallels are there. Yep. You know, <laughs> I try to keep unloading the baggage, but I keep picking up more. And <laughs> yeah. Baggage. Yeah. It's everywhere. Uh, Do you want to play a tune? Let's play a Clyde tune. Yeah. Because Clyde is someone Clyde. meant a lot to you, at least the, his tunes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like so many people, especially when I was getting going, I listened to a ton of Clyde, a lot of John Sawyer, Tommy Gerald, that kind of stuff. Ernie Carpenter. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Clyde. What a fantastic fiddler. So Let me we're make gonna sure do... I'm still in tune. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Uh, okay. Uh, roses, roses in, in the, the morning. morning.
Yeah. What a sweet tune. <laughs> I know it is. I love thinking of these older dudes playing just these gorgeous... Roses in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's lovely. Those little sweethearts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, is exactly. really nice. That's a great point. I know. They're all just sweethearts. Like, everyone's... Yeah. They're, people they're not feeling all, the like, driving, like, masculine-coded tunes. No. Some of them are s sweet tunes for sweethearts to play. For sure. <laughs> for their sweethearts. Yeah. <laughs> That's really nice. Yeah, maybe it's for their sweethearts. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't for know. For their kids or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Nice melodies in our ears. I need to get to D. Let me get to D real quick. Okay. Yeah. We need a train rolling through. Yeah. Come on back, train. Is it? I don't even know where I is. It, is it right over there? Or does um, it? It goes along here. Yeah. Okay. Um. You know, when you're driving to the camp out, you have to cross the tracks. Yes. Yeah. So it's parallel with those roads there. Okay. I'm really, kind of right there. Yeah. I'm lost in the Centralia circuit. The loop. I don't know where I am. Right. Yeah. When you were on your hiatus, uh, you said you were like getting into other music. Was that just like listening, or are you like playing other music too? Um. Yeah. What was I doing? Actually, so a lot of listening. But yeah, I got into writing instrumental stuff on the gourd banjo. And it, oh, cool. Yeah, it's kind of this. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily very good, but it has a feeling behind it that I really like, and I've sort of. So I'm a massage therapist, and during my workday, I listen to a lot of s contemplative, pretty yes. instrumental music. Yeah. And I think that's gotten in there, and uh, I really like it, and it's really soothing. And so the stuff that I wrote on the banjo, it's kind of this blend of like, of like my massage music, yeah. and old time, and a little bit of indie, indie rock stuff. Um, huh. So yeah, I've, I do that a bit, and I, I did that for several years, and got a bunch of stuff i'd like to do some recordings and then yeah i was just listening to like electronic music and like like what uh like a ton of odessa and odessa? uh little dragon just kind of what's it called um oh what is it referred to like dream pop or there's dream another term pop. for it I, I just had to go polar opposite yeah, and yeah, i yeah. got really into listening to that kind of stuff um that and like really peaceful massage therapy music <laughs> so when i'm not listening to old time i i listen to that kind of stuff and a bit of jazz do you do you listen to a lot of, of old time music like or have you gone through periods where you specifically not for learning tunes but just like for background music or to have it on when you put on a cd or so yes all the time yeah. and that was when i was really like fully saturated playing every day for hours and going to tons of you know, festivals and shows. Yeah. Yeah, I'd put it on to learn and I'd put it on to listen and just had to have it always on. But now, never. Never? No, it, yeah. I think it's just too much. Yeah. I just listen to it now when I want to learn a tune. Like I heard, uh, you know, some friends here, Chris and Jillian, they were driving to the store yesterday and they had old time blasting in their car, leaving yeah. the festival. Yeah, and I it's was, like, you're already here. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm like, wow, they're, they're just having it all the time. And uh, no. I'm just not there anymore. Huh. I, uh, I don't know if I've said this on the show before, and this might be controversial. Uh, I almost never listen to old time music. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm like, I like trying to learn a recording or something. Right. Does yeah. that feel like a big confession? Like, should you, do you feel kinda, you should be listening it kinda, to it? It kind of does. Right. Kind of does, Coral. <laughs> like, well, yeah. <laughs> that takes some courage though. Good for you. I well, think there's a lot too, of yeah. people who, yeah. you know, uh, 
they maybe you play a lot or or you just you have listened to it a lot and it's okay to not they're just i don't know we were talking about this in a jam last night it really is player's music and yes. i think it's rare for people who who do not play to put on old time cds and like really appreciate the music yeah. i think i don't know many of those people if any yeah you know what i mean yeah totally i i know maybe a couple people who like don't play this music and willfully listen to it right yeah yeah most people don't yeah we were talking about um descendants of players that we all listen to like yeah. we listen to these source recordings and uh a friend of mine here kate she used to work with henry reed's or, or sorry yeah henry reed's grandson and he was she's like so do you pl-? you know she found that out and yeah. they made that connection at work and she's like, so, like, do you want to come to a festival or do you play? And he's like, that stuff? No way. Yeah. And he, he was Grandpa shocked that people, yeah. that people listen to his grandfather's recordings. <laughs> he's like, what? You know, so it's that kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I spend so much time playing this music that, like, when I'm, li- okay, for, first of all, like, the people who I'm around in my day-to-day life don't necessarily want to hear this music yeah um right. they don't mind it but like it's not their favorite thing to have in the background like my wife and son right it's not like huh. their favorite you know <laughs> and also like i don't know i want to be usually i want to be listening to things that i can't that i can't play yeah you can't or shouldn't good point yeah i think that's what it is for like me dream too. pop or yeah. Or jazz or yeah. yeah. Well, what else are you? Li- what do you listen to? I don't listen to dream pop, but I mean, maybe I should. That sounds delightful. <laughs> <laughs> I mo- I mostly listen to hip hop music. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I'm, yeah, and because it's something that I just like, uh, I can't, I can't do. <laughs> I think you're onto something yeah. there. Uh, like people listening to music that, you know, you're getting the benefit of the music. You're not studying it. it yeah. It's a different thing. It's like yeah. you're just enjoying it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but no, I, it makes sense to me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like if in order for me to start playing hip-hop music or, or rapping, so many things in my life would need to change. <laughs> I would need to make so many. Like, That's funny. Some stuff would have to happen to me. Like, yeah. I'm not opposed to it, but like... <laughs> but I think you're, we're speaking to something about music taking us away. Yeah. Or... Um, I don't know. It's just different when you play that music because it, for myself, it's so hard to not then yeah. pick it apart and listen to it in a different way. Yeah. I think, um, I think maybe this conversation is maybe hearkening back a little bit to the, like, pe- I don't want people to think that we're falling away. We're definitely not falling away. Yeah. No. You know what? I honestly feel like I am feeling old time more than I ever have. Oh, yeah. Now that you have your boundaries set up. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I feel more of a freedom to play however I want to play. And that those years of not really playing, it it helped with that. Uh, To be less... um, To have it be less, what's the word, prescribed or like everybody else. I don't know. I think... Yeah. That's great. It's like, uh, 
like a, doing a fast or letting the land lie fallow or right. something. Yeah, yeah, bit of that. So okay, Let's so much religious, so much religious oh goodness, <laughs> comparisons. Yeah. yeah, there's so many conversations to yeah. uh, go into from this. Where'd you get this forky deer? I got this from Emily Shad. I've never met her, but I have seen some kick-ass. Uh, what was it? Like Laurel County, Tennessee, some some festival that she won first place. Yeah. And this was years ago. Uh, anyway, so I got it from that. Uh, this is probably not surprising to you, but um, she's super cool. Yay! <laughs> yeah. If you're listening, Emily, hi, yeah. I want to meet you. Shout out, Emily, yeah. Thanks for the tune. <laughs> you badass this fiddler. Yeah. Cool, uh. yeah, you know her? Uh, no, I just met her a few times, and oh, yeah, and she's very cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, okay. guitar to play uh, Woody Guthrie stuff um, did you have like did you have any sort of like musical training um, or did you just pick it up 
outside of the context of like lessons as a kid or something? A uh, little bit of lessons. My mom taught piano to all of us. Oh, cool. Growing up. For several years. Didn't go super far with it. I don't know what grade it was with the, the method. But, um, and then when I was 12, got really into grunge and eventually punk and yeah. stuff. And so my brother helped teach me guitar. Cool. So I was playing electric guitar, all the Beatles songs and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I did keep playing and sort of wrote some stuff. And then that all led to, somehow it led to... Well, you know what it was? I think because I was doing some activism stuff and I was listening to Woody Guthrie because yeah. people had that on around yeah. me and Billy Bragg and there's this beautiful album by Woody Guthrie, Songs for Sacco and Vanzetti. Um, they were like, if I, I don't even know if I remember the story, but basically they were two um, Italian like immigrants in the States uh, they were maybe labor organizers or something. Mm. Um, sorry if I'm getting this wrong, but I believe they were killed by the state and um, they were anarchists. And so this beautiful album of original songs by Woody Guthrie is just honoring them. And I think that's how I got into Woody Guthrie. And then mm. that, that just sort of led to other stuff, yeah. other traditional music and Doc Watson. Yes, yeah, kind of like that. Man, I have a lot of follow-up questions, sure. and I could, this could go a lot of different ways. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to respect your time and let you go. No, this is great. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I think what I want to ask you about is what was the political activism that you were doing? Because we keep circling back around to that, and I haven't. Oh, okay. I actually don't know. Yeah, oh, what yeah. were you doing? Um, a bunch of um, anti-poverty work. Yeah. Yeah, in Victoria, and we would do some demonstrations and sit in stuff and we'd do direct action for for people on welfare like for example people who needed money for some essential health care equipment so mm. we would be their advocate yeah. um, in meetings um, we help i mean i don't want to overstate what we did i mean we were having a lot of meetings yeah, <laughs> as yeah. it goes right so yeah, yeah. um did we accomplish a whole ton maybe not um but we would, you know, show up, um, be a presence at different things. But we did help organize some squats that were a, more symbolic than anything. But to bring issue, bring attention to like housing and welfare advocacy. That was a lot of it. But yeah. then there was some resisting corporate stuff. So I was definitely, I was down at the WTO and we brought a huge contingent down from Victoria. There must have been 50 of us that all went down mm. and... So some anti-corporate stuff. Interesting. Yeah. I've only been to Victoria once. Okay. It was when I was a teenager. And I remember thinking, wow, what a pristine place. Good word for it. Yeah. And now hearing you say these things, I'm like, oh, maybe this isn't like a place that has uh, room for people, <laughs> for certain kinds of people right. or something. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and maybe is a place that needs uh, anti-poverty work. Yeah. Definitely, I think. I think everywhere does. Yes. But yeah, I mean, it, it's ch it's changed since then. There are some positive things that have happened, Good. and there's quite a green mayor in there right now. But May maybe <laughs> you had something to do with that. Hey, maybe. maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like impossible to say. Totally. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff, you know, like so many of us who took part in that or still are, I like for myself. Um, it had a real place in me growing as a person and you know I think it's so important to be present in in our society and yeah. to f make change you know so it has its place for for many reasons 
But I know for me, I did a lot of growing through that. Yeah. <laughs> and formed awesome friendships and found a voice and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was, it was that kind of stuff. And you know, food not bombs and other things. Yeah. Just groups like that. And, and mixed in is like this sort of appreciation of folk music that was growing. Thanks for bringing yeah. it back to that. Totally. Yeah. We would all, like all my friends were, we were all musicians and yeah, yeah we'd just spend evenings teaching each other songs and, and of course right. going to tons of punk shows and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's neat. You've been to Victoria. Why were you up there? A qu- choir trip in high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> were you religious then? This was a school choir. Okay. So I'm sure we sang religious music, but in Mm -hmm. the, it was like, our director would be like, what would he say? He would say something like, hey, I know we're doing religious music. That's just part of being in a choir. Mm -hmm. Just have it mean whatever it needs to mean for you, for you to sing again. That's cool. (laughs) So he was cool about it. (laughs) Yeah. Where did you grow up, Cameron? Hillsboro, Oregon. Oh, neat. Where's that? This is close to Portland. Yeah. It's a suburb of Portland. On, on the on the edge of the suburbs of Portland. I specifically was like almost rural. Mm-hmm. Like we were the last mm. suburb before it turned into... Fields? Uh, into the fields, yeah. yeah. We were right on the edge, yeah. So. Well, we have a couple tunes left. Uh, I don't think I've ever played Piney Ridge before. Oh, sweet. It, it, before you showed it to me. Oh. And now I like it a lot. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I hope I can remember it. I hope I can remember starting it. <laughs> okay. So this is from Bill Step. Uh, okay. Is Bill Step? William Step. Okay. So I was yeah. going to ask because <laughs> I've heard people refer uh-huh. to William and Bill. I didn't know. If I believe they're the same guys. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Bill is just a couple less uh, syllables. William Step of of Bonaparte's retreat. I believe. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Cool. Ready when you are.
Sorry, uh, sometimes I smile when I mess up so that I don't grimace. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Okay, that's what was going on. Well, I didn't notice. Yeah, good, good. The messing up part. Maybe when you listen back. <laughs> that's like a little bit, that's a little bit tricky. That tune. It yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. Some extra beats in there. This has been really lovely. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you for yeah. being so candid and, yeah, having such a free-flowing interview <laughs> chat. Yeah. Right on. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad. Thanks. Thanks very much. Um, well, we got one more tune from the cider lobby. Oh, yes. Drink more cider. <laughs> Drink more cider. Yeah. Drink more cider. This episode is brought to you by Angry Orchard Ciders. Right. <laughs> the sugariest ciders. Why are they angry? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's not my favorite cider. Mine neither. Yeah. I'm actually not enjoying cider not these days. Cider, no. I had a little too much gin last night. Yeah. <laughs> what were you drinking last night? I was drinking the. Uh, oh, I guess oh. we're not supposed to actually say. Right. What, that, that. what happened? here <laughs> okay. because <laughs> right uh we had some special cider some special cider that's right. yeah what we'll say at one point it was in the cider form and then it became something else through a process yeah, that we that, can't speak of yeah <laughs> yeah that <laughs> was yummy some trailer stuff. camp out <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're gonna do drink more cider yeah drink more cider and i actually i got this from sally oh i got this good. from sally jablonski at so a festival years ago, but recently I found it online from, this could be wrong, but like the Jimmy Johnson string band or something. And I thought, oh yeah, that's just like what Sally taught me. Thanks, Coral. Mm -hmm. Thanks very much.
Thanks again to Midwest Sing and Stomp for sponsoring this episode. Get your tickets now at singandstomp.com. If you liked this episode of Get Up in the Cool, featuring especially candid conversations, you might like my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set, available wherever you get your podcasts. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.